tonight on Rogue Padron. Rogue Squadron and a Rogue Squadron, Wedge's Bright Idea, Yub Yub Commander, and Cornhorn, the next generation. <laughs> <laughs> This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 3, standing by. Right, like, any one of these policies would be things that were, like, week-long front-page stories under any other administration, but it's, like, too much. We're all just, we're all just boned right now. Yep. Yep. Cool. Well, on that note... (laughs) (laughs) On that note, let's pause the cast. Being boned right now. (laughs) Let's pause the cast. (laughs) Hi, listeners, and welcome to Season 5, officially Mission 1 of Rogue Squadron, because we're covering Wraith Squadron. That's why it's Season 5. I just got off work, so I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Fine, it's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine here. How are you? We're okay. (laughs) Was that a reference? Yes! Was it it Star Trek? (laughs) No, it's Han Solo and A New Hope. He actually a new hope. I've heard of that. This oh my small independent film. Not many people have seen it. Oh, well, that's too bad. Hope is a word and I'm unfamiliar with these days. Yep. Dark times. Oof. Anyway, we to be light. So anyway, <clears throat> about the silencing um, of the EPA. Today's topic will be. <laughs> Nothing about that. We have yeah. not cleared this podcast with Dear Leader. Yeah, let's oh, just no. say that. <laughs> if you don't hear from our Twitter account ever again, now you know why. Oh my gosh. To make a nice rogue padron Twitter. A, a rogue, rogue padron Twitter. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. The rogues exactly have gone like rogue. <laughs> <clears throat> Who are we again? I don't know. So let's give a quick reminder because we don't know. So you probably yeah, don't. No <laughs> so if Heath Rogue Three was a gift you had to pretend to like, he would be the latest Oprah book club book. You know that it'll be fine, but it's also like the book on the New York Times list written by a straight white man. Yep. <laughs> I will totally own it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. Yeah. I read it. Would be a hardcover photo album of all of the crappy pictures from Facebook that are unflattering, and the whole point of putting them in the first place is to go digital. Oh my god! <laughs> so good. Is Meg just like dragging all of us tonight? Absolutely. That's what she did last week, isn't it? We deserve it. Well, she dragged you two. Oh yeah, that's like right. It. She was nice to you. I'm here for. I didn't drag either of you last week. <laughs> They were New Year's resolutions. <laughs> so I wanted to wish away her feelings. I mean, yeah, that's true. Danny, Rogue Six, 
would obviously be socks and underwear because you actually really need these things, but you would definitely forego them for a year in favor of PS4 with virtual reality. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. That is really cute. Good. And I'm Meg, Rogue Leader, and I would be a giant box of chocolates, obviously from Costco, that you'll bring into work and leave it there, but maybe take the tin home when it's empty. <laughs> nice tins. Yeah. Um, I, I could put supplies in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go back through all our episodes one day. And if I'm ever needing to apply for a job, my resume is just going to be all of the introductions Meg has done for me. <laughs> oh <my God>. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. What, what qualifies you for this position? Well, if I were a gift that people would have to give away, <laughs> I would be. <laughs> uh, speaking about um, being given away, I have a question about episode eight. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> episode 8, yeah. which we don't have to refer to elusively as episode 8 anymore. What? Because we have a title. Woo! What's the title, Danny? The title is The Last Jedi's. Oh my. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Why are you like this? I, like, I physically cringe. Like, my body like tenses up every time I hear it. Jedi's. <laughs> So my oh, question for you this week I... is, what do you think this title means for our favorite X-Wing pilot, Poe Dameron? <laughs> well, I'm not sure if you have heard, but Jedi can be singular or plural. Really? I never would have <laughs> guessed. Nobody told me that. Huh. Oh, so funny. So I think <laughs> it means that Poe is going to have to dote and really take care of Finn because he's going to get really sad when something happens to Rey. No. Can you clarify the something? Probably she's just going to get really sad or maybe turn to the dark side. I don't really know. I haven't thought that all the way through. But... Oh my god, what if she turns to the dark side and Luke has to kill her? They better not do that. That would be that would be a weird. What if she turns to the dark side and kills Luke? No. no. All of these scenarios are awful. I'm just They're saying. Bad. I'm just saying. This is revenge for calling Bail Organa Snoke. <laughs> I have heard theories that by the end of episode eight, like her and Kylo will have flipped and she'll be dark side and he'll be light, which I am not here for for a second. No, no, no not, that's not about it. Like, bad. you know me, I'm usually about the crack theories, but that's a bad one. No, it's bad. It's a straight up bad. Who would do that? Like, it's not even an interesting twist. It's just weird and bad. Agreed. So what if Poe's the last Jedi? Amazing. <laughs> Maybe like he's it. like Corrin, and he finds out his dad was actually a Jedi, or his oh granddad. God. Or maybe his he's granddad like, was the last Jedi. He's like the Corrin we actually deserve. Oh my god. And that he's not <laughs> terrible. And that he's not Corrin. Do we do we deserve a Corrin that's not terrible, though? I mean, we probably I don't. We personally do. <laughs> but the galaxy is Does a whole mic. There's good people in this world. <laughs> it's not us. Not, yeah. not us. Yeah. We deserve corn. We one <laughs> hundred. The rogue rogue pod fully deserves what it has. <laughs> I mean, otherwise, we just would not be rogue pod. No. Yeah, we wouldn't be what we are today without corn horn. Corn made us who we are. Yeah, and corn's dad made him who he is. <laughs> Alrighty then.
Are we excited for The Last Jedi? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I don't Very know if I'm so. more excited, though. Like, I think my level of excitedness is just the same. I think I got more excited. I got more scared. Because, like, I'm, <laughs> like I said, this all throughout the last year as we were looking ahead to Rogue One, that I'm all about the Jedi and the Skywalker story. So this is, like, this, is in, this is in my lane. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and it's kind of the Jedi first big well. news piece that we've gotten about this film. Yeah. That is like something we can that can start the speculating. And I'm I do kind of enjoy the speculating. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. I'm really surprised they did it so early. Like Yeah. It was weird to me that Rogue One, the movie that they were going to have to market in like a different and smart way, they like waited completely until TFA had wrapped up its run. Like it was out on Blu-ray and then they're like, "Okay, here's your Rogue One trailer." Um, and I thought they would do something similar with this, where they would kind of like let Rogue One wrap up its run in theaters, let it come out in Blu-ray, and then like right before Celebration, they'd be like, okay, here's your title, come to Celebration and see the trailer. But I'm not complaining, it was just kind of surprising. Yeah, I definitely thought that the opening um, panel at Celebration would begin with the reveal of the title and end with a trailer. I was surprised. Oh, that that. Cool. I definitely thought title was going to yeah. be a, a piece of Celebration news. And at the same time, I do love how, like, they've done this a couple times, but there was no pomp and circumstance. They just. <clears throat> yeah, it was just a tweet. tweet. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. I like, love it. So catchy. I love it. Um, I will say, I'm glad they didn't wait until celebration if there's also going to be a trailer, because that's just, like, too much to process all at once. <laughs> yeah. Like, the title and what it might mean with, like, all the footage and everything. That's, like, a lot to take in all at once. So I'm glad they, I'm glad they spread it out. Isn't that the point of celebration, though? Just to overstimulate and oversaturate everyone with all the Star Wars news that they can stuff into the week? I was only very overstimulated. It's to drink yourself blind. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, So you can become one with the Force? Yes. Yes. And the Force can become one with you? I am one Uh, with the vodka, and the vodka is with me. Excellent. Yep. Nice. Well. (laughs) Speaking of vodka. (laughs) Speaking of vodka. Wedge needs a stiff drink. <laughs> yes. Yep. So as, as we always. start Wraith Squadron. Wraith Squadron! Wraith Squadron, yeah! We're doing the thing. Yeah. Finally. Wedge's rogues are finally returning to Coruscant. Wedge is pretty impartial about the planet itself, but surprise, as they approach, the current rogue squadron comes to greet them with Captain Javi Cliven in charge. Okay, nope. now quick refresher. Hobby is very briefly in one of the movies, right? He's in Empire Strikes yes. Back. Is, do, yes. Does he do anything significant, or is he just one of the pilots? He helps bring down AT-AT. Okay, that's pretty oh. important. Yeah. Nice he's job. also in Rebels. Nice job, Hobby. Oh, yeah, he's the he's the clumsy one in Rebels, right? Now we'll get some context on this Rebels guy. Yep. Yes. Right. So, hey, we know Hobby. Yay. Another surprise. It's a welcome back celebration for the rogues. Woohoo! They end up doing some fancy flying, aka <laughs> measuring, and we get to see. <laughs> Danny, did, did you jot that down? Yep. <laughs> Got okay. it in the notes. <laughs> we... Leave it. <laughs> <laughs> 
we finally get to see Wedge like pretty happy, which is nice for a change. <laughs> it's cute. As, yeah. I like Happy Wedge. Yeah. As fleeting as we know it will be. Some it's ambiguously true. widowed woman will show up in his life soon enough, I'm sure. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying that doesn't happen. So. <laughs> I hope it happens. As they land, we find out that Hobby's second in command is also Wes Jansen. Finally freed from prison. Yay. Not the same person. <laughs> and we're finally calling him Wiz instead of Jan. Yep, it's Wiz. Wiz Jansen. <laughs> and Hobby and Wiz were, to, were tasked to make a temporary rogue squadron to keep the morale of the people up while Wedge and everybody else were away, you know, bringing peace to the galaxy. Their reward for doing this is that they actually get to stay with Rogue Squadron now that they're back. And now that they've trained and created three additional X-Wing teams, there's not really use for them in their position that they were formerly in. A nice little nod is that we see that Wedge and Leia are still, like, best bros. Yes. Oh, uh, this made me so happy. Yeah. They they have they're the same opinions about a lot of things, and they have a lot of good, like, not nonverbal communication and it's just it's always so nice to one see leia be like super just a normal person and to see wedge just you know hey it's just my girl leia like no big deal except they're both like huge heroes of the rebellion and not just i love seeing big heroes in stories like have little friendships behind the scenes it's always super cute it is it's good wedge has an idea for a new X-Wing unit based on their recent experiences, but that's all he'll say for now, and it's some big mystery going into the next chapter. I wonder what they'll be called. I wonder. But before (laughs) that... I bet they'll be called Wrath Squadron. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Danny. But before that, we have a really sad part. Yes. Before that... Mindonos, who is Talon leader, is on a mission with his squadron chasing some interceptors. And it turns out to be a huge trap. And all of the members of Talon's squadron are killed except Min, who manages to get away barely. Oh, he should have consulted with Akbar. (sighs) Akbar is so good at finding traps. Right? (laughs) All of the traps are. You might say it's his speciality. Ugh. Um, this was really sad. Yeah. Like, oh, here's yeah. a fun new character and, and a third squadron yeah. now, apparently. And <laughs> oh, nope, they're all gonna die. Yep. I this was very a... confused, to be honest. For whatever reason, my Kindle version didn't like indicate that we were switching scenes, so I just like oh, kept like reading. Yeah, mine like, does the same too. scene. I was like, who are these people? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is happening? And then it like took me a while to figure out that it was a new scene with new people and then they all just died so i didn't really process what was happening right you're like this why are people right? dying over course on <laughs> right like this is a big deal <laughs> this is our welcome home celebration god this writes some deaths way more dramatically than the last five books did four books it did yeah um like because there's that one character who tries to like use the this eject ejection seat and they and- get like oh yeah oh man i was reading that i was like man why didn't why didn't like a racy have a death like this would have worked so much better right like it was really savage (laughs) for just a random pilot right yeah oh this is fine (laughs) so 
There's a preview of Wraith Squadron. Oh, no. <laughs> Everything is fine. Everything oh. is fine. Especially in the next chapter, because we go to home one and Wedge is meeting with Admiral Akbar, our favorite Mon Kalahati. Dreamy sigh. Dreamy oh. sigh. Right. And even Wedge, <laughs> you know, mentions that there are, are far more that Akbar is far more humane and courageous than many who fought in the New Republic. So, A+. plus. Yeah. As Wedge arrives, Akbar comments that Wedge doesn't look hungover, so he's confused about why he didn't celebrate properly. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea it was of so Akbar great. as an enabler. Right? He's like, <laughs> not a celebration without being super drunk. You did not party hard enough. <laughs> right. You do not have a headache. Like I feel like Akbar is just constantly judging humans all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think I think that's really wonderful. <laughs> so good. And necessary. Yes, absolutely. So we find out finally, I mean finally in like the three pages that it took, that Wedge wants to create a new <laughs> unit. One that functions first as a commando unit and second as a fighter squadron. Akbar doesn't feel super great about this idea, citing that they've tried similar things in the past and they just don't work. Wedge firmly believes it can, and that's it's the best mix of what commandos and pilots could need because they could develop new tactics and have more avenues available when they get into tough situations. Like ambushes, of which Akbar responds <laughs> tentatively with. But we find out that Wedge hasn't heard the news yet. So Akbar puts it on the table for a little bit later. Wedge mentions that he could get this unit for free because technically Tycho owns all of the X-Wings in the real Rogue Squadron except for Corrin's. And Tycho, being a very generous man, would be happy to donate them to the New Republic when they get the shiny new ones for Rogue Squadron if they were promised to be used for Wedge's new fighter squadron. It's so sneaky. Akbar, just as a side note, in this banter is amazing because he just like tells Wedge to be quiet and just you can see how much mutual respect they have for each other and how they really do like think of each other as equals and or at least that Akbar thinks of them as equals and you know doesn't treat Wedge like a subordinate. Yeah. Wedge also doesn't want any new graduates to be trained. He wants experienced pilots on their very last chance to stay in the military. Seems like a misguided decision by Wedge. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly read this and was like, this does not seem like Wedge to me. Wedge is normally very like level-headed and makes good decision for himself and those around him and doesn't feel like that just yet but i guess we'll see no he's had that taste of that pirate life now <laughs> <laughs> he wants yep. to be the inspiration for like an hbo miniseries <laughs> down the road a hollow, a hollow drama <laughs> yeah sorry hbo hollow drama space <laughs> hbo space, space hbo hollow drama. space vr <laughs> that is not what it should be called no like, can we not <laughs> Oh my gosh. Which Wedge <laughs> says that he would be leading this new unit and he would leave Tycho in command of the rogues with Hobby as the second and Wedge would take Wiz as his. <laughs> Wedge would come back to lead Rogue Squadron once his new unit was able to function by itself. 
really the whole inspiration about this was because you know the rogues are only really supposed to be used for particular missions not on all of these let's free this planet insurgency kind of stuff and wedge remarks that not all battles call for lightsabers some call for vibroblades in back alleys which I can't really imagine Wedge with a Viper. No, no. This is all no. talk from Wedge right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel I like just he, imagine, he wants to, like, create this gang of really tough folks to, like, hang out with. But he's just not, like, he, he's not one of them at all. No. Yeah. Nice guy Wedge is cool. not going to fit in with this crew. <laughs> <laughs> it is a mismatch. <laughs> Not going to work out. Akbar then proposes a gentleman's wager. If Wedge can have his unit up and running and useful, in Akbar's opinion, within three months, then he can do whatever he wants. If not, Wedge will finally accept his promotion to general and join Akbar's advisory staff. Wedge can't live without flying, but he accepts the bet anyway. So. Akbar really wants him to take the promotion. Super. But doesn't he recognize that Wedge is like one of their best pilots and that would take him out of the cockpit? Like what like what does Akbar gain from like is, is it more valuable to him to have Wedge sitting behind a desk for some reason? Well, considering Wedge is the one who orchestrated like the liberation of Typhera, I would say it's pretty great to have him on your side. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like a military strategist, basically. Right. And then once yeah. he got the general, like he may not be flying, but he would still be orchestrating everything. Mm-hmm. And we we find this out a little bit later. But like one of Akbar's problems with like the current Navy is that there are becoming less and less people who have that kind of experience in the field. Whereas Wedge has so much and actually knows what it is to lead these kinds of missions you know, to lead a group of pilots or commandos and things like that. And finally, they're getting to a point where not everybody's just dying and they can actually afford to take one of their seasoned pilots and bring them behind the scenes to make a better overall Navy. But on the other hand, Akbar also knows that nothing is going to motivate Wedge to succeed more than having this threat of not flying again. So, either way, Akbar wins. Akbar always wins. Why, Akbar <laughs> always wins. This was this was a cold move by Akbar. Absolutely. It was really unexpectedly cold from him. I liked it. I'm into it. it. <laughs> it's it's like you forget, like, oh, Admiral Akbar, it's a trap. What a joke. And then it's like, oh, no. Akbar no. knows what he's doing. He, he did not come to play. Right. Nope. Let's see. So we find out that the rogues are officially joining the fight against Warlord Zinge. They'll be operating out of Folor, which everyone's super excited to go back to. And Wedge will technically be in command of both units, and they'll fly together as needed. Wiz will prepare a list and set up transfers for potential candidates to their new unit. Wedge then has the great honor of telling Wiz and Hobby about Talon Squadron. Feels bad, man. Once Hobby debriefs Lieutenant Donos, he will make a simulation run based on the intel, knowing that this will be the next fight for the rogues, and they will survive it. When they actually 
get to Folor, General Crespin, newly in command, thinks Wedge's idea is garbage. <laughs> but to be fair, Crespin is awful and only wants brave heroes to represent the Republic, a.k.a. people who be- behave and look a certain way. Ugh. Ugh. Thankfully... Wedge shuts this down with three very well-thought-out and well-articulated reasons. One, the Alliance as o- has always accepted help from anyone who was willing, regardless of their record, which is why Crespin, an Empire defector, was allowed to come in this military in the first place. Two, choosing pilots who look a certain way is just asking for protests and divisions from species who are not represented. Three, everyone loves an underdog story of someone normal, some screw-up, who turned their life around and did something good with it. Not everyone, a.k.a. no one, can relate to Bro or Corin. <laughs> Crespin kind of reminded point- me of... Who was, who was the guy from Rogue Squadron that was kind of doing... Like, always shutting Wedge down? What was his name? The Y-Wing oh, guy. Oh, the Y-Wing guy. <laughs> 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 Yeah. He was a real memorable character there. (laughs) The Y-Wing guy. (laughs) Who was that guy? Yeah, that guy. Okay. Uh, Great. Thankfully, Crespin, at this point, I think is just tired of hearing Wedge talk. So (laughs) he just says it's fine, but Wedge has to clean up the inevitable mess when it explodes in his face. This guy is not very positive. No, he is not. <laughs> He's kind of a weenie. <laughs> <laughs> he is kind of a weenie. Kind of a weenie. <laughs> I was trying to self-censor myself, okay? <laughs> no, it's good. It's no, good. We, we are off the grid now. <laughs> <laughs> is that what we're doing? <laughs> we're, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Okay, well, <laughs> in chapter three, we start with another round of interviews. Wedge doesn't assess the candidates beforehand, allowing his gut to make the best first opinion possible. And now we need to do a reading of the introduction of the best character ever written. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, this is not Tycho's introduction. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Let's get started. Who's first? Since the first day of evaluations, Wedge had followed a simple interview pattern. Jansen kept the data on the pilots, allowing Wedge to meet each one without any foreknowledge. It gave him a better opportunity to consult his gut with respect to each candidate. Since when does the narrator have a voice? (laughs) What what is that? Jansen (laughs) consulted his data pad. His name is Kitch, and he's an Ewok. Wedge came upright. That's what she said. I mean... <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yes. Determined to fight. You should hear him say, yub yub. He makes it a battle cry. Wes, assuming he could be educated up to Alliance fighter pilot standards, and Ewok couldn't even reach an X-Wing's controls. I'm sorry, my name is Wiz. But he wears armored leg extensions. Prosthetics built for him by a sympathetic medical droid. And he's anxious to go, Commander. 
Wedge slumped and covered his eyes with one hand. Please tell me you're kidding. Of course I'm kidding. Pilot candidate number one is a human female from Tatooine. Valen Sandskimmer. Oh my god. Such an eye-rolly name. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to get you, Jansen. Just you try. Yup, yup, Commander. Show her in. And then history was made. <laughs> I love that Sand your skimmer. favorite character is a fake character. Um, you need to shut your mouth, Danny. <laughs> so, for, for real, when I read this scene, I legitimately thought, this is why Meg is doing this podcast. Like, this <laughs> one character who you don't even meet until book five is, like, probably the reason Meg wanted to do this. <laughs> oh my god, There's... this is the point in the podcast where we, like, flashback and we have a Meg origin story. <laughs> She's like 12 years old and reading this book, cuddling an Ewok, and gets to this and is like, Oh my god, Ewok! Oh my god, Ewok pilot! Someday I'm gonna make some friends read these books with me. On the internet, we're gonna make a really inappropriate podcast with sex scenes. And there's gonna be so many balls. <laughs> so many balls. <laughs> That's a weird origin <laughs> story. <laughs> 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 we wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> it's true. This is Rogue Podred. <laughs> so, that is not the last we will read about Lieutenant Ketch, FYI. So Good. keep him in your hearts and in your mind. Yub yub, Commander. Yes. Yub exactly. yub. Why Going is through it... the first interview. Sorry, Ewok expert. Yeah, no, no, do it, do it. Why is it yub <laughs> yub and not yub nub? Because it means something different. What What is the difference between those two expressions in Ewokies? Yub Yub Nub means man flesh. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that was not what I was expecting, and yet that somehow I'm not at all surprised. <laughs> so, like, like the Urukai from Lord of the Rings, right? Like, just like tonight we're gonna feast on man flesh, and then they're gonna rip the stormtroopers to shreds. So. That's what that. Yub yub just means like I I'm down. Cool. So what does yeah. I mean? Is that what does just the yub mean then? I'm trying to fi- figure out what the commonality is between the two it, statements. It depends. It's a very tonal language, so it depends. Okay, so it's like Chinese, yeah. where you could say the same word and and mean either horse right. or mother. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. So going through the first interviews, Thalen Sandskimmer is a good pilot, but can't pretend to respect people she does not, even if they are superior officers. She also does not care for Luke Skywalker. Get out. Imagine being compared to him all your life, because he's also a person from Tatooine who flies things. It seems fair to not really be fond of him because of that. Yeah. Does everyone on Tatooine have a really <laughs> terrible last name? I, I want to study Tatooine <laughs> genealogy and figure Skywalk, out who... Darklighter, Sandskimmer. Who... Darklighter's not a bad name. Uh... <laughs> 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 sure. Yes, they all do. All of them. Damn. The Hut. The, the Hut. <laughs> <laughs> Worst. <laughs> That's a really good joke. (laughs) 
The fourth person to be interviewed is Lieutenant Mendonos. He is unemotional through everything, but is welcomed into the candidate pool. Wiz is worried about him because that was definitely not the men that he trained. He's repressing his emotions, and that is a character I can identify with. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Pretending like everything's okay when everything's wrong. Yep. My prediction Got is it. that his character arc will involve him crying at the end of the book. That makes good predictions. I imagine he's like the personification of the dog in the house on fire. Oh my gosh, he is. <laughs> this is fine. That this dog is... is making a lot of appearances tonight for some reason. <laughs> because everything is fine, Danny. Right, I keep forgetting. <laughs> so now, Space Jump, Admiral Apoir Trigget of the <laughs> Implacable. Uh-huh. And he is one of the admirals in Luke. And Warlord Zinja's command. And so when I read his name, have you guys watched Tailspin? No. Uh, uh, probably not. No. Okay. Well, then Sorry, I'm not going to say it anyways. Alice's will get it. Oh, is this another week where we're going to get dragged by all of our listeners for not? Yep. Here it comes. <laughs> it no, happened. In Tailspin, like one of, like, not the evil, but one of the um, antagonistic colonels is called colonel spigot and he's the super tiny boar who is just kind of incompetent and in everything but thinks he's really good at stuff and so when i see admiral apoir trigget it makes me think of him so it makes sense and it doesn't bode well because colonel spigot never accomplishes his goal so <laughs> we'll i mean this guy well. He seems like the kind of person already to not accomplish his goal because he's in that situation. Right, exactly. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. So we find out that what happened to Talon Squadron was his doing. And he had an operative in the Republic slice, splice, slice, slicers or splicers, I don't remember, and bad information about the safety of this particular planetary system. They made it a point to compare... Trigget to Icehard and how he rewards good work and loyalty rather than just eliminating folks whenever you know you feel like it. He keeps his subordinates inspired to keep working for him due to promises of better things in the future rather than maybe you'll live for one more week if you don't screw this up. I like that. Icehard's been like dead for a month and everyone's just bragging on her, you know. I mean, that's fair. It should be. <laughs> Don't even wait. <laughs> yeah. We find out also that Trigget doesn't care for Warlord Singe, but he's happy to have him supplying his efforts for now until he can match him in power. Another space jump back over to Folor. We meet Vroot Sabinring who is a Gamorian pilot that was an experiment of Binring Biomedical Company. In addition to making fake food, they conducted experiments on non-human species to see if they could make them adaptable to different worlds. All of the other Gamorians who were subjected to this experiment committed suicide because they were given increased intelligence, like super increased intelligence, not just normal human levels, but even further beyond that. And when you're a Gamorian who is hyper-intelligent, surrounded by ordinary Gamorians, it doesn't make you feel super great about yourself. 
So, Root's parent had seek parent in parentheses had secretly been teaching him how to fly and allowed him to escape. He eventually found himself on the library world of Obra Sakai, where he learned and decided to join the Alliance. His backstory is real tragic. Super tragic. Danny, do you have any opinions on Vort? Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good talk. (laughs) I'm really sad that they went with the speciesist nickname. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like Piggy's just a little easy. Right. Yep. And well. it's immediately casting stereotypical expectations. Um, what is probably not a very stereotypical Gamorrean. Yeah, I really like him and I'm excited to, uh, I'm excited that we have a Gamorrean in the main cast of characters. That's fun. It's totally yeah. different. Yeah. I miss Errol Nub though. She never really got the story she deserved. I know. Same. Can we, can we also talk about how they called Porkins Piggy? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not okay. Like, Just... Porkins is bad enough. Like, that they the creators gave him the name Porkins. Then to just pile on and make it that everyone called him Piggy, too. It's just... Just all the swine-based nicknames apply to this guy. <clears throat> yeah, apparently. I don't, I don't like it. Anyway, sorry, Porkins. You deserve better. (laughs) In the show, we can call him Vort, if that makes you feel better. I would would like that. Yeah. I'm going to call him Piggy. That's fine. (laughs) I probably will, too. Yeah, same, honestly. Let's be real. Portion of this talk, you know, Vort... Let's acknowledge that it's problematic, but we're going to do it. Yeah. Vort is explaining kind of his backstory about how he ended up in this position in the first place because he's an excellent pilot. He can do hyperspace navigations in his head, but why is he, you know, on his last job? And Ward explains about how there are a lot of like that. He knows two kinds of people and it's people who, and they're both people who discriminate against him for being what he is. And wedge wedge, of course, good guy wedge is like, but that not everybody's like that. Like, hashtag not all pilots. And, <laughs> I mean, his, like, analogy thing of, like, there are two people, they're either terrible Imperials or people who've made a Gamorrean. And I'm like, surely there are people in between who aren't either of those things. Nope. <laughs> and Piggy, I mean, in the military, right? This is his experience. And, in, in, you know, Piggy, in a very polite way just tells Wedge well your experiences do not match mine and I feel like that is very important for good guy Wedge to hear and to accept that like yeah Wedge you think it's like this but let me tell you the real life things that have happened to me and you need to accept it so good job yeah there's a lot going on this character is very eloquent and Mm -hmm. very thoughtful and everything that is not the stereotype of Gamorians, and it just makes me wonder how many of them have had this unfair uh, lifestyle thrust upon them because of assumptions being made by the rest of the galaxy. Right. Because they're big and brute and they can't understand their squeaky language. Right. So Vrut does explain about how his 
everyone ends up calling him Piggy, which with him is fine because he can ignore the negative connotation of what they're actually trying to say. And Wiz and Wedge mentioned that they were friends with another pilot with that nickname. And for them, it doesn't hold an ounce of derogatory meaning for with it. So that's all right. Like part of me wants to be like, oh, check your privilege and like okay. examine what you're doing here. But another part of me is like, it's space fiction written in the 90s. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. I mean, yep. we are addressing yeah. it, so that is good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. We know it's problematic. Speaking of problematic, <laughs> the next in the next and last interviewee is Kel Tanner. Tanner. Okay. Kel Tanner. Before we talk about him, was he in um, Scoundrels? Sure, don't know that. Oh, you haven't read that one. Okay. No. <laughs> I think he was. I don't remember anything about him. But Hold on, I'll look, was, it, I'll look it up. On. No, keep going. Just keep I'll not just... look Why? Yeah, don't look anything up. I'm not, gonna read the, I'm not going to read the plot. I'm just going to like go to the Wikipedia page for the book and search his name. Oh. Yeah, he's in it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I remember him as being a character that I don't remember anything about. <laughs> well, forget all you don't remember because... <laughs> Kel <laughs> oh boy when wedge introduces wiz kill asks to withdraw his application and he can't fly in the squadron because wiz killed his father and that was just when you thought maybe we were done with the daddy issues we are not uh, we're never free, mm. free. Yeah, no, is kel the corn that we actually deserve i Let's read the next three books. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad this is a long and drawn out arc. Oh, dear. Oh, my. So, thankfully, that cliffhanger left us only for, like, half a second. That was so dramatic, by the way. So it was dramatic. just, like, more dramatic than I was expecting. It was it was a little weird. It was. Yeah. Especially when, like, the next chapter is just, like, in this very same office, continuing yeah. to if it was like a weekly serial i would understand why they set it up that way yeah but like literally just came out as a book so right (laughs) just like make it the same chapter it's fine or not so dramatic at the end right yeah what's the fun without the drama it's true that's why even if it's like five second drama yeah so Wiz's first kill as an alliance fighter back when he was in the tape on yellow aces was Kel's father, Kissick Doran, because while they were flying and actually on this mission, Doran had a panic attack and tried to flee. Porkins and Wes were ordered to bring him down or blow him up in order to prevent them from the risk of compromising everything. It was Wiz who ended up shooting him down. Oh. Wedge needs Tanner in the squadron. He's a demolitions expert and was with Lieutenant Page's commando, so he knows that he's very good. He has excellent marks on all of the flying sims, although his practical flights have been resulted in like two crashes due to unresponsive controls. Wedge still wants him in the unit, and if he passes and cannot work with Wiz, Wiz offered to trade with Hobby and go back to the rogues. So, also good guy Wiz. 
Good guy, Wiz. Yeah. So, they called Kel back into the room, and Wedge is bleeping savage. Mm. <laughs> yep. He tells Tanner that he better get over himself because he's going to wash out and never be able to redeem his family name and prove that Dorans aren't all cowards. Yikes. This guy's fun. <laughs> I think he learned something bad from Akbar. <laughs> I think he took Akbar's lessons a little too far. I think so, too. <laughs> like, if somebody said that to me, I would have been like, buddy, why? <laughs> Why would you say that? You don't <laughs> Why are you being like this? <laughs> just stop crying. Right? I would just start crying for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, in all this, Kel agrees to give it a shot. And after he leaves the room, even Wiz is like, what the heck was that? <laughs> Bro. 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 And Wedge remarks that sometimes you need cold lubricants instead of blood, which was what? <laughs> what does this even oh. mean? We need to we need to dissect this statement <laughs> word by word. We do, we do. Beginning with sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so not always, Danny. Okay. But just just sometimes. You. Is this specifically Wiz? I think it's the general you. Okay. Yeah, like so people. General you. Yeah. So yeah. from time to time, the general you need. Absolutely need. Wired. It's not a want. It's a need. Okay. Cold. <laughs> Why are they cold? Why are what cold, Danny? The, Go to the next word. The lubricants. <laughs> I mean, would you want warm lubricants? <laughs> I regret the decision to dissect this statement word by word. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to season five of Rogue Pod, just like seasons one through four of Rogue Pod. <laughs> Except more lubricants. Well, cold lubricants. Right, of course. <laughs> are we are we done with this dissecting? Did you want to give up? Let's be done. <laughs> okay. Well, next it's time for some sim flights. Kel is in command of his wing with Piggy, an unknown pilot, and a lady pilot, which we're going to assume is Phelan because they made a point of name dropping her earlier. And there can there can't be more than one. <laughs> there can only be one. They were told a specific mention a mission, but when the sim started, lol JK, this is nothing like that. Kel orders them to form up so they can retreat, but Gold 2 goes off on their own to attack the ties. Kel follows, as well as 3 and 4 to clean up behind them. Gold 2 continues to ignore Kel's hails and they gets themselves killed. The sim ends when they, the rest, the three surviving X-Wings, jump to hyperspace. Wiz is debriefing with them, remarking that it was pretty great run, except for Gold 2, Hohas, Equish, got themselves killed. There was nice a moment going, when they. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this moment when they started describing Hohas, and they hinted that they were a mammal, and I was like, "Is it a robot?" And then it wasn't. It's super not a robot. I got so excited because I thought they said they had metal legs, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I realized I'd read it wrong, and I was really sad. <laughs> Sorry, Seth. Sorry, Seth. The only android you get is M Trey. Wink. Uh, no. <laughs> 
When they're awarded points for it, Kel ends up getting a big fat zero because of the special training protocol where you get the points your wing partner would would receive. He is not pleased. Didn't I'm sure the other guy's happy though. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Good going, Hohas. Didn't this Thanks exact same thing happen to Corrin at the beginning of Rogue Squad? I mean, not with the points, but Corrin did get his is one member they all got to use his telemetry, so they all scored way higher than he oh, did. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I just I really like it seems like it seemed like this was drawing a parallel to that scene and I thought right. that was yeah. kinda cool. And uh like Kel is clearly mm. our new Corin. Dad issues. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love this whole point situation. Yeah. Just like Akbar pulled a real cold move on Wedge earlier, Wedge is just like <laughs> not having it. It's great. Right, right. And I mean, with Wiz has seen all of their <laughs> stats, all of the reports. And so I, he had a pretty good idea of how these pilots would react in this situation. And very specifically, put Hohas as Kel's wingman. So he knew that like this, something like this was going to happen. And that is excellent. <laughs> Oh, he's because so cunning. Like Corin, he needs to learn teamwork, obviously. Obviously. I mean, he d- he did pretty well in the simulator. Like, he did the best he could do considering Hohas. Right, right. So. They're dismissed, and they're ordered to keep their performance, as well as the mission itself, and secret until the other candidates have flown it. Um, I just want to say that we have a new author and like, I really noticed that, but I also didn't notice that, which I thought was cool. Like, like a lot of the style and tone is the same. Like it feels like a continuation of the series, but like the writing itself is just a little bit, I guess, clippier. If that is the word I'm looking for. It was sharper, a little more, a little, a little less meandering, a little more on point. Mm hmm. I felt like, and and that was refreshing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, descriptions also felt like more solid. Mm-hmm. Also, there weren't any like three-page monologues about dead so far, so I'm digging it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The other thing, the word slender didn't appear once in all fifty pages. Um, Yay! But oh, God. that said, he did describe three different people as being lean. So, welcome to Raid Squadron, where <laughs> Lean is the new Slender. Lean. <laughs> but they were all, like, dudes, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's all. what I particularly enjoyed, is that, like, the most descriptive part was them describing Kel. Was, like, the most... As, like, as far as, like, maybe something that's a little bit objectifying, right? That they really want to point out how, like, attractive this person is, and it's Kel. So I like that his attractiveness is that his blue eyes are slightly not bright enough to make him look like a madman. He looks creepy. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's cl- he's borderline creepy, but he's not quite there. Right, he could almost be creepy, but he's <laughs> not quite creepy. And yeah. that's... That's great. <laughs> it's promising. Speaking of creepy... Yeah. Let's talk about yep. our listener question. Yep. <laughs> 
Last week we asked two questions, but you all predictably only answered one of them. So we'll only talk about that one. <laughs> what would Poe's code name be? We got some good responses. Ian Miller, you're back. Poe's code name is the secret son of my favorite moth, Lower Moffling Mantuing Mantuing the Fourth. Moffling. Oh Moffling is so good. We need to dissect this word by word. Danny. <laughs> is that your new thing? It's just so good. Danny, I know you love biology, but let's stop dissecting things. Save that for the main podcast. <laughs> Tom said, I can't decide between Yavin X, because he's a perfect 10. Nice. Or Horn Cornyn, because he reminds me of another X-Wing pilot. Really liked the first half of your tweet there, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> really appreciated the first half. <laughs> Fell apart a bit there at the back end. <laughs> yeah, a little disappointed with part two, gotta be honest. You have a 10 this damn good, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. That's totally good. Because he's a perfect 10. I love it. Uh, Creature said, at the risk of being too obvious, glistening pecs. <laughs> good work, Craig. Really good. really good nickname. And what's great is that that is not glistening pecs who says this. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? I'm, I'm going to side-eye. Pex right now because Pex did not respond this week. Pex, Pex, we miss you. Did you get abducted by an octopus? Probably. Let us know. Probably. Anyway. Or we'll come save you. If you need help, just make your Pex glisten. We'll be right back. <laughs> 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 glisten them at both Send nice. the reflection of the glistening <laughs> Pex <laughs> signal. <laughs> Nancy said his um, code name would be Perfection, which is a good one. Mm-hmm. Very true. Nick said Poe says he's Corn Horn, which just confuses people since Corn doesn't exist, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a real burn on legends. <laughs> Poe says I am Star Wars: The Last Jedi. <laughs> And then Nick's last answer was, he proceeds to get beaten up and his lunch money stolen. Oh, that, that was part of the last answer, sorry. And then his next answer was, Poe's undercover identity is the bear that Heath keeps taking photos of trying to attack Betsy DeVos. <laughs> Very topical. Very topical. I love it. Yeah. yeah. You know you know whose egos to go for on these listener <laughs> answers. <laughs> right. Good. Go for the reader. Mika said G.I. Poe, which I love. Amazing. Oh, I so thought it so good. <laughs> so good. Oh, oh my God. I'm going to have to Photoshop that, aren't I? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> okay. Please. I'll do it. Zero the Hut said Poe's disguise is an eggplant emoji and that he goes by the assumed alias Pie Dameron. Pie Dameron. Bless you, Zero. <laughs> God bless Zero the Hut. <laughs> Austin, our fearless leader had a couple of answers at first he said joe cameron which is really funny because it's like <laughs> Poe Dameron. It's like two real <laughs> names <laughs> yeah like that sounds pretty normal it's like, it's you, really... you can take star wars names and very easily turn them into actual names <laughs> it's really good despace them so then i kind of taunted him a bit and said i'm surprised you didn't come up with a harry potter reference and he said that the best potter disguise name is neville longbottom so that can be my second answer the best? Yeah, I, because very... Yeah. Mm. Um, and then today, Austin tweeted at us again and said, I just listened to the episode. First of all, 
Don't try to answer our listener question unless you've listened to the episode, Austin. <laughs> what is this? What Second. do you think we got? Ooh, we can ooh, ooh. To- I have I have a thing. I have an idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you answer our listener question this week, include mm-hmm. an eggplant emoji in your tweet somewhere. But don't tell anyone yeah. why you're doing it. And this will be our test to see who actually listens and who's just answering. Oh, that's sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stop right so, there. It's science, you guys. This is really good. So when I tweet out the reminder to answer the listener question, I won't include those just those instructions. Yes. But those of you listening know. We're getting. I feel really like this is going to end the cover thing. This is going <laughs> to end really, really sad. poorly for us. <laughs> I feel like yeah, no one's going to include it, and we're going to know that no one listens to this. <laughs> Okay, oh, no. but if... that's how this is gonna end. Yeah, that's okay. I guess I I wouldn't actually be all too surprised if that were the case. <laughs> <laughs> they do it on purpose. Uh, okay, we'll see what happens. I guess. Please include your eggplant emoji. <laughs> Don't make <laughs> us sad. Um, and then Austin tweeted us today and said, "I just listened to the episode and heard that Saf already did a similar answer. So my alternate answer is Luke Skywalker." <laughs> Jay said, nice jacket, pronounced the French way. Jacket. The jacket thing. (laughs) It's so good. I love it. Bass said, Finn's boyfriend, which is good. Or how many did he take down in that one sequence? (laughs) That's really good. And finally, Cole said, poetic justice. Ah, I love it. I, any any thoughts on glistening bodies? I would like to nominate Cole for the normal size yes. glistening body. Cole yeah. Cole is going to be my choice for the glistening body this week. Poetic justice is just yeah. so good. You know, I think everyone here knows how I feel about justice. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's my brand. <laughs> um, small, slightly smaller glistening bodies. Mika for G.I. sure. Mika, yeah, G.I. Poe. G.I. Poe is amazing. G.I. Poe is really good. Well done, everybody. Yeah, some good stuff. So the, Wait, can we give Jay a smaller glistening poe? Because I really yeah. like that one. Yeah. Jack- 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 glistening <laughs> Whoops. There's an idea. Um. <laughs> I would have, I would have suggested Austin for a small and smaller glistening body, but his follow-up answer is just take it away. Le- left, left a bit to be desired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Austin, Sorry, Austin. You gotta, well, you gotta we know you don't it. really listen anyway, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so congratulations, Cole, on your glistening body, and congratulations, Jay and Mika, on your slightly smaller glistening bodies. And for this week's question, which, reminder, if you're listening to the episode, tweet your answer with an eggplant emoji, is... What kind of insubordination would cause you to be on your last chance in the New Republic military? So, I would hack in to the New Republic Twitter account, (laughs) and I would tweet some facts about (laughs) the concentration of carbon dioxide in the galaxy. Nice. Wow, that's very subversive, Danny. I'm a rebel. I would probably accidentally get too drunk one night and like not show up for something the next morning. I think I would probably get in trouble for hoarding food and eating it when I shouldn't be. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's a really good one. Dang it, Seth. <laughs> it was mine. I'm sorry, Vic. <laughs> Great minds. That was definitely mine. Oh, crap. Probably it would be I keep sneaking Ewoks onto base <laughs> into my quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Meg, why are you sneaking Ewoks into your quarters? So we can, like, have bonfires and have fun. <coughs> okay. That is very cute. Yeah. And, like, before they know it, that spare, like, bunker over on the far side of the moon has just been totally converted to, like, a fake indoor inside. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oops. All right, listeners. Don't forget to answer this week's question. Don't forget your eggplants either. You can hit us up on Twitter at RoguePodron. You can find us on our website, roguepodron.tumblr.com. You can email us at roguepod at farfarawayradio.com. And you should absolutely subscribe to us via the Far Far Away Radio feed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeedBurner, or Google Play. And also leave us a review. Well, that's all for tonight, lovely listeners. But next time, join us for X-Wing Wraith Squadron, chapters 5 through 8. And with that, this is Rogue Podron signing off. Pash out. Pew. Pew 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 pew. Yep yep, commanders. <laughs> Rogue leader signing off. Rogue six signing off. Rogue seven signing off. Rogue three signing off. He's been around for a while. Narrator, or who wants to be wedge? friends who's usually wedge do we have a designated wedge wedge isn't usually in the saxophone scenes oh, yeah we wedge. Wedge. wedge really needs a saxophone scene <laughs> we only read the, the trashy scenes and wedge has been absent from those why have we been calling those sax scenes i feel like that's just so obvious sax- and right there <laughs> yep. it, was too, it was too obvious we missed sax- it <laughs> we missed that <laughs> <laughs> so dumb that's really good how did we not think of that wow how has no one of the listeners thought of that yeah i blame this on our listeners step it up listeners come on yeah wait did we not do a reading with wedge when he um found out that what's her face was married i thought we read that like felt really bad for him just like it was, it was it. awkward enough just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one needs to hear this happen in real time. That's true. It was, it was real bad. I'll be Wedge, whatever. Okay. Okay. Like a narrator. Okay. Are we narratoring? Yeah. Okay. Is this first line of dialogue Wedges? Yeah, let's get started. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, what should my Wedge voice be? Um... I know your Aracy voice was really good. <laughs> <laughs> my Super voice and my Gavin voice, which are kind of the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like really sorry. I'm just going to read it in my own voice. I don't That's have time for this. <clears throat> <clears throat>